Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiators hopple Arnie with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. It's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they... Hello, Chris. It is the business end, the pointy end. We're at round 23. That does constitute officially the business end of the season, doesn't it? You know how great Billy Slater is and what a terrific year for Billy. Inspiring. He actually commented this week that August is important for the teams coming fifth through 11th. That's the type of insight that the Queensland Rugby League pays for, Stephen. Look, I I had a question for one of our guests. Can I ask it now? Our special guest today, of course, uh, Dennis Carnahan in the flesh, who is one of Australia's most uh, classiest uh, songwriters, but you're a a satirist, a a pastiche artist. Is that correct? Wow. Hardest working man in sports. artist. Yeah, pastiche. Um, Hardest working. Yes. Rugby league. You do tune them out, don't you? Yes. Question being... Yes. Your man, Ricky Stewart. If he's oh, not the game's greatest oh. thinker, then it must be surely Cooper Cronk. No. Uh, Michael Carianis, our, our, our very special guest today. Uh, you work on a number of particular mediums regarding sport and rugby league in question. NRL 360 occasionally? Yep, every oh, Wednesday. Okay. Uh, ABC? Every weekend. Every weekend. Uh, the Daily Telegraph? Every uh, waking minute? No, no, every day, yeah. <laughs> okay. Who would you say is the game's greatest thinker right now? Ricky Stewart. <laughs> Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> well said. Moment pause. So now we know which one pays the most. <laughs> you, you certainly stride across the political spectrum in all those roles, there, Michael. I mean, are you, yeah. are you regarded as the uh, the voice of reason? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't know how many News Corp journalists are on the ABC. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I get to tick that one off. But no, I don't, it's rugby league, so I don't delve too much into the political side of things. In the general public mind, though, the ABC is at one end of the spectrum mm. with News Limited at the other end sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But, but you stand right in the middle. Well, in you know, rugby league is a political beast on its own, but we don't delve too much into the actual politicalness of uh, no. Australian politics. Keep it separate. Yes. Yeah. Can I suggest that if Michael's able to stride these two very, very distant... Hello, I know this is a great idea. They're looking for... A mediator. In the RLPA, <laughs> NRL support. Uh, surely, this is everyone has step up, Michael Carriatis. I'm not sure the RLPA would like my decision, though. <laughs> <laughs> are, well, you that prepared, are you prepared to voice an opinion? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Of course, because it's it's obviously a, a view that's skewed a little bit because they have made my job infinitely more difficult by putting players on a silly media band. So yes. if you're going to ask me about um, the stance that they've taken, I think it's a little bit juvenile. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's been done with zero repercussions uh, for, for the players. You know, they've, the RLPA has put out some rhetoric saying the players have been brave. Most of them don't want to do media. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what they've sacrificed in all this. And if they still have a side gig or an earn in the media, not on um, days where they're supposed to not to be talking, yes. well, they can still do it. Yes. So if they get paid, yes. they're allowed to do it, despite broadcasters tipping in millions and millions of dollars uh, to help fund the game. So um, what they're actually arguing for, I can get. I, I get yes. a lot of it, and I understand that. I just don't like the steps they've taken to try and... Um, Force the NRL's hand, and the NRL aren't coming for it. Right, and if you were there, what what steps might you take? Ooh, good question. I, I think they should have started with with the the logo. I, I think I, I think that's that should have been the first. Instead of punishing the broadcasters yeah. or an innocent party in this, yeah. that probably would have been my first step. Right. Um. You know, they went through the off season where they weren't doing NRL related. Yes. Um. Anything endorsed by the NRL, so they didn't do any marketing campaigns. Uh, they didn't have a season launch. They weren't being interviewed by NRL.com journalists. And yes, that was really um, targeted at the NRL, and that's where the angst are. So to to involve the host broadcasters, to involve Telstra, Telstra. as well by covering same the logo Telstra, by covering the Telstra yeah. logo, yeah. Uh, the Telstra sponsorship, the branded Telstra sponsorship. I just think it's crazy. And don't you have a, a moment when, when a team runs, any team in any sport, and they've got a black armband around their, their arm, and they go, who died? Mm. You know, who's that for? You know, so same thing. The kiddies are going, what, what's, what's underneath that bit of gaffer tape? Dad? You know? Yeah. Oh, well, that's the NRL. Oh, it is. So the NRL get a whole <laughs> lot of publicity, you know? Uh, and I think that, well, that was part of their, their reason behind it too because a lot of people were saying, oh, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Yes. And uh, I, I think that, that develops a, a yes. conversation And did well. the broadcasters give an answer? I, don't, I didn't hear on the weekend. Did anybody hear Broadcasters explaining why they're doing it? I doubt it. I doubt Not it. Not really also because the players couldn't explain it because they're on the media Because they can't band. talk. <laughs> They've got gaff which, over which, their mouth, right? Uh, so to me, that media ban, it would have made a lot more sense if the RPA said, you know what, every time you ask us a question, Michael, we're going to put up Daily Cherry Evans and he's going to give, politician style, <laughs> he's going to stay on message and give you exactly the RPA right. message. Right. So Daily, how's the knee? Well, well look, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking what we're of which, asking for. I, I, I did hear his whole discussion about how he'd learnt and grown and matured during the Pride Jersey episode, and then Ian Roberts come out and going, why is it me that always has to step forward and say, <laughs> what, where are we? One step backwards again, you know? There's a documentary in that. Look, I, the, the thing about the media ban, a lot of my contemporaries say, oh, I don't want to listen to the player yeah. Pat interviews afterwards. Yeah. I'm not missing it. I desperately wanted to hear what Bovetti Welsh and Kezi oh, said the as the West problem. Tigers NRLW team went two and zero. <laughs> but the damage I was at, I think uh, West Tigers Cronulla out at Combank. I think you were there, Michael, for that game, which was the first one of the ban. Yeah, and it was a surreal scene as the players talked to each other. And you had to talk to Brent Reid, I think. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, Not by choice. And, and can I also say, I am furious about this jersey matter because I went to uh, Peter Winscore, Mick Simmons, a number of NRL stores wanting to buy a commemorative jersey with the patch over the logo, and I couldn't right. find one. Where were you going to parade it? <laughs> 
You're going to walk down George Street stopping the trams. And as everyone points out, they're obviously on a tight budget, the place, because they couldn't afford to cover the logo on the shorts. Right. And some of the logos, some of it fell off. Well, games well, it was mainly the Tigers. Some emergency the t- repairs. The it's it's gaff, not, 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 they not electric tape, The Tigers tape, right? used electrical tape, the nah. plastic tape, which isn't designed to stick on, you know, Whereas fabric. Whereas Elastoplast shares have gone through the roof because they <laughs> stuck <laughs> solid, right? Now, have they drawn much support across the board? I, I noticed there was a photo of Sally McManus and uh, Chris. Yeah, so what was really interesting was that photo opportunity between RLPA Supremo, Clint Newton, and ACTU boss Sally McManus. For those who don't know, what does it stand for? Uh, The Australian Council of Trade Unions. And the Rugby League. (laughs) Rugby League Players Association. One's a union head, right? And one's an association, right? Association, okay. And I'm not a leap read of fact, but my understanding was Sally McManus was going, so let me get this straight. You're saying that the employers pay all your members' fees. You could be onto something, Clint. <laughs> Another little earner, Chris. <laughs> it's a terrific idea. And it, to me, it evoked some of uh, great memories of like Bono meeting Lech Valencia and things like she that. She also yeah. would have been saying, isn't it yeah. wonderful that you have compulsory membership? Because we, we can't, <laughs> we, have we that can't do that anymore. Yeah. Was that and Cameron Smith and Mother Teresa? Didn't, didn't they go for something? <laughs> I'm just questioning here the background. What of, a beautiful moment that and was. And what, what sort of protests could be made? I mean, you look at the, the, the in Hong Kong, you know, they're all faces because they had to be because of the face technology that the Chinese employed to track you down and put you in jail and kill you or whatever. So they, you know, they, they, they had all sorts of umbrellas, all sorts of tricks for the, the trade. V for Vendetta style, that sort of thing. It didn't work, of course. Yeah. So what would work, do you think, Chris? If you're asking me what would work. What, the- what, what about a long walk? <laughs> Here's a revolutionary idea. Yes. And of all the issues that the players are going on, the one that I really do understand and I still don't think they do a good enough job of selling is saying, if the NRL wants to extend the season by one game, I think they should consult the players, not a minimum of three. But here's a revolutionary idea of what the players could do to get their point across. Oh, yeah. Not play. Not play. <laughs> but guess what? Strike. They don't get paid. Yep. That's To me, that would be where it... There's it, a conundrum there, isn't there? Where it should go. And yeah. I would love... I don't know how you would feel, Michael, about having a September off. It's <laughs> <laughs> not an idea. We went through Gee, that. that would hurt, COVID. wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the reading you'd catch up on and, you know... Get the books done. <laughs> they are talking about starting games late, though, aren't they? That's a great idea. Because, like, I, <laughs> Michael, come I, on. I, I'm always like, I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get the jaffle made. Yeah. You know, the beer, the, the cold. cocoa, yeah. the beer cold. Right, yeah. you know, I'm shuffling here. I've got to shove the seat in front of it to get the headphones on. I always miss kickoff. I yeah. love that. Yeah, let's piss off the broadcasters some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's just unfathomable to think that, and particularly not so much Fox, but Channel Nine and. You know, Channel Nine leading into their, their six o'clock news on Sunday that yeah. could have major ramifications for for the broadcasters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe the top four teams could just take a sit down for a while. Or they could just have an agreement with Nine and say, "Well, just go thirty seconds late, get another ad in for yeah. uh, Australia's <laughs> best, or whatever is the latest TV yeah. show, or your, or Kentucky Fried, or whatever yeah. your sponsors are. We'll get you another sponsorship spot." Speaking <laughs> of which, did you enjoy the logos, Dennis? Uh, what logies? <laughs> did I, the no, ones you didn't get an award for. I didn't go. Didn't go. Why would I be at the Logies? <laughs> Audio. Sport. Do they have those categories? Yeah, Channel 9 won for State oh, of Origin. I'm in radio. <laughs> okay, Did Channel 9 win for State of Origin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well done, Channel James 9. Bracey wouldn't shut up. And he gave Mike Sneesby a huge shout-out, and you just think Rhino Shee every time you hear the name Sneesby, don't you? <laughs> but, I mean, to me, if it did run late, so sort of it was like 10 past 6 when the news finally mm. ran, if media watches to be believed... Most of it's paid editorial on the news anyway, so we might actually get a decent news bulletin with just a 20-minute edition. Confused by the CBA? Uncertain about the RLPA? Then F you and tune in to Fire Up! 
So, um, Michael, you you obviously your the, the hats you wear are they very similar? I mean, when you're with Grandstand, you're on the ground, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I do I do sideline for games, right, so but we also do shows like this as well. They cut to you, your opinion of what's happening down there. Yep. How hot is it? The grass looking good. Injuries. Injuries. Yeah. Any grass fights is going on. Good. Michael <laughs> if there's the a grass. fight, do you run towards it? Yeah, I've, I've been in the not in the middle, but there was a couple. <laughs> there was one Penrith. I think it was who was it, Dennis? It was um, was it South and Penrith when at, they, they were going at it, and you, know, you can see me in the background trying yeah. to hear what's going on because you get yeah. in the front row seat, so you want to know what's going on. Got yeah. the mic out. Good night. <laughs> the Battle of Brookie. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are they saying good day to you at least if they know the mic's not you know behind your back or something? Are they going hi, Michael? Is Why it, they're stinking it up? Yeah, or is it really just yeah. they're br- brushing you completely? No, they're so excited. No, if they're having a more, well, if they're having a blue, they're not looking at me. But some, <laughs> no. some of the players, are, you know, once they you know once they come off the field, if they know who I am and yeah. like, if, if I know them and they say hello, yeah, not all of them, but some do, of them have got game face mode. A professional distance to the players. I don't go near them while they're playing. No. <laughs> How my idea you know, sounds like the Tigers' you, defense. You, get, you know that sort of uh, what I call a wild card, where a punter and signs a you know a, a no responsibility clause, so there's no payments involved, goes out onto the field for five minutes while the crowd goes nuts watching mm. him get destroyed, like in the Coliseum. Yeah. Good idea, bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a few nominations, but not, <laughs> not for me. So, what was what ticked your box for rugby league way back in the day when you were young? I think it, it was sort of I was a bit brainwashed as a kid with my with my father, my oh, dad, really? my dad. Yeah, I had you know, no choice in my family but to be a, a Dragons fan. I grew up. Hey, hey, eleven in a row. Yeah. These guys don't even remember. Uh, Michael, uh, when were you born again? Were you yeah, <laughs> I should know one. about it, don't I've you? One. Michael yeah. is a yeah. uh, veteran journalist. Said something <laughs> in the News Limited press. You saw the 2010 one, obviously. Saw the 2010 one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Saw was 90, it? Did you 92, 93, 93, 93, 93, 93, 93, 93, 93, 93, No tears. Not when Wayne Bennett walked down the steps. No, no. Ah, oh, come on. What about Dean and Craig hugged? No tears. Come on. What about the hatred though? Because we reckon there's two pillars of rugby: hope and hatred. Hope gets dashed early. Hatred survives every year. In, in and out. The 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 nineteen ninety we'll talk about Melbourne later when the brick with eyes, Glenn Lazarus did a cartwheel to yeah. take the piss out of Blacklock and Mundine. Did that not fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety nine was a killer. Um, Were the tears then? No, I, I do remember crying. Just anger? So the random one that I cried in was ninety nine so I went to the ninety two grand final was mm. six or something. Uh, Saint George lost to Western Suburbs in President's Cup that day. Oh. Uh, wow. Before the main the, game. Yeah. That's where it started. That's the, I was like, oh, this is a lifelong, uh, a life of heartache coming for me. All right. That's where it started. Wow. Can, can I bring President's up? Cup. Can I bring Nathan up? Brown played. I was yeah, speaking wow. to him. I was speaking about it to him the other day. I actually, turned fifty yesterday, um, Monday. Nathan Brown. I was like, well, you know, my first memory of you. That's what it was. What about? I think it was the. The second grand final I ever went to was Nathan Brown's hand on Matthew Ridge. Yeah, that was a tackle too. Oh, absolutely, for love and money. <laughs> David Manson, what's doing? The detail, the detail, love it, yeah, yeah. Would you say as a journalist, as a writer, that you veer towards the, the fact-driven, non-partisan, unbiased <coughs> approach, or are you a colourful Tom Wolfe style of reporting? You've already said he's a plenty limited of... journalist, so it's fiction. Hey, it's just, he makes it up. No. <laughs> no, I like news, I love news. Yeah. So I like... Reporting. No, yeah, I, I like news. I like finding out news. I, I, I much. I, I, this is going to sound weird. I don't love writing. I love breaking ah. news. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. That's that's. So what, the colourful stuff you leave to somebody else. Yeah, anything yeah. that's over five hundred words, my eyes are in the back of my head. Well, <laughs> well, well this is where ChatGPT could help you yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> adjectives. Can, can I'm I, sorry for my ignorance, but I'm assuming you haven't read, written any rugby league books. No, no books. No it's books. on the bucket list. I wouldn't mind doing one, but. What about? Um, yeah, what about? It? Uh, it, no, I'm, come on. No, it'd have to be someone's autobiography, maybe. I'm Nathan sure. Brown. 
brownies in a slap. <laughs> that would be good. That would be a good. slap too. Yeah. 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 Can I ask one question? Uh, you know, NRL 360. Mm. It's compelling viewing. By the way, I think Gordon Tallis is doing quite a good job He's at the doing moment. A good job. Surprisingly good job. But how do they do the pairings? So you're with Hoops, correct? Yeah. Right, and you've got Crawls and Ricky O. Yeah. And then the, the lead-off hitters are, <laughs> are Buzz and um, and, Reedy. and Reedy on yeah. a Monday night. How have they? It's, it's a an exact science, I assume. I'm not sure. I've just it's my first year, so I'm just happy to to plug in a hole. Anyway, I did a little bit last year of a of a fill-in, but um, yeah, I think it was the Hoops and Buzz on the Wednesday. Buzz scaled back one night a week now so I've come in off the bench is there a fight for airtime uh, no there's not a fight for airtime but it's one of those shows sometimes that you have to push yeah if you if you don't have a dominant voice you can get lost a little bit I would argue on Monday night particularly there seem to be four voices going at once a lot of the time have you, have, in your pedigree you've done Inside the Ten as well have you yeah, yeah Inside the Ten yeah. Par- apparently you don't have to be a journalist to be on Inside the Ten anymore from what I'm seeing from some of their cast members this year but that's we're all Telegraph's banned from going on Inside the Ten now <laughs> well rugby league is often polarised by these things isn't it <laughs> and Michael given all of this work how much rugby league is too much? Uh, no, I enjoy the off. I love the off season. The off season, yeah, yeah. off season. Like I love my job. I love footy. Like even if I'm not work, like I'd still be watching the games. Like yeah. I love footy, but yeah. I do enjoy the off season's good. Great. Okay. Could be September. Dennis Carnahan, <laughs> you will out songs so. The, the, you're so prolific and you're so clever and your voice is so sweet sometimes. <laughs> oh, thank you, Steve. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what's, what's the... You just see humour in every situation that you write a song about? Well, you were talking before about the, the hate, hope and hate yes. thing. Basically, yeah. I see hate everywhere because the Raiders keep losing their guys mean to Ricky. That's your driving force. And that's my driving yeah, force. Okay. So where Ricky's kicking chairs and, yeah. and scaring cats. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> My answer is writing songs. And generally, the worse, the more heartbreaking the Raiders lost, the funnier the song is that week. <laughs> you, you've written it. some very funny songs then. <laughs> I've had plenty of sauce, yeah. And you reckon Ricky's in there for life? Oh, I hope so. What? Oh, I love Ricky. You, yeah. I, just, I can't get enough of Ricky. <laughs> I, re- I, don't, I refuse to, like, I will watch a Raiders game and I will hold my opinions about the game until I've heard Ricky speak. Because that puts, puts everything into context. Because this week, you know, we lost to the Knights. Well, actually, no, that wasn't us. Correct. Ricky came out That's and said it three times. Three that times. wasn't us. Like, okay, so the Raiders didn't lose this week. No, no, no. It's, like, like, it's just a moral victory. This is like the Ashes. The English have the like Ashes. Stuart Five Broad. nil. Stuart Broad. Well, we didn't lose that. We went no, out. We didn't lose it. Forgive my um, not knowing. Oh, sorry, this. so you said the, what? the Ashes. Yes. Stuart Broad said when right. they lost 4 0 in Australia at Rawls. Oh, it's a different sport. Sorry. No, but suddenly they went from the top of the news to where? Oh, we won the Ashes. Look at it. Go on Instagram. We've got the Ashes. We've won the Ashes. The, your new coach for the NRLW team, they had their first win on the weekend. His yes. name is... Oh. Oh, I apologise for not knowing, but I did notice that at, towards the end of the game... I know he's from the Mounties. He, he did came walk onto the field. Would that be one of the conditions of coaching the Raiders? You must end up on the sideline, a la Ricky? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and he's not quite... He's, he's obviously got to learn the pantomime, the, the chair kicking, the jumping around. He hasn't quite got that down yet. Uh, and the press conference as well. He hasn't, you know, <coughs> he hasn't cleared, learnt to clear his throat. He hasn't got the in regards to. He's, he's missing a few things there. But he'll, it'll, it'll come with time. I'm not sure how seriously you take rugby league, Dennis. You mentioned pantomime, satire. I mentioned prestige. Mm. And uh, you're washing the pain away with some sort of ridiculousness, aren't you? There is so much pain. <laughs> there is so much pain. I've talked about it before. The cycle, 
as a Raiders fan, there's the cycle of hope and despair. Yeah, that yeah. I, I, I will see the team list this afternoon and go, oh, you know what? Gee, if he plays... And the, the, oh, they play... Ooh. Which team do you hate day, the most? Oh, that, that's a movable feast. Yes. Okay. It's, it generally rotates between the year. Roosters and the Storms. Okay. They're, they're always high up there. Will we talk about one of those teams a little later? Will we? Yes. So probably not the Roosters. At the moment, I'm, I'm more You're feeling laughing. sorry for the Roosters? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Michael, Dancing on their grave is yeah, probably more the... Which uh, team do you hate the most, Michael? No. Can you say that? No, no. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, that, I, this would be the sound grab we're going to use. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. In my job, you end up... Like obviously I'm a Dragons fan, it's yeah. it's obvious, but you end up supporting and, and disliking people that yeah. you come into contact with. Yeah, of course. We don't have that problem. <laughs> We're not close enough. You to develop the- soft spots for people that you like and yes, blokes yes. that you don't. You yes. Is there any particular ones you like that you want to mention? <laughs> no. Before we go to a break here, uh, it's a big big morning, and uh, I noticed that Sam, sorry, Sam Kerr's calf. Spoke inspirationally. The headline says, Stirring stuff from Sam Kerr in five words. And I let it, it says, Make sure you win without me so that I can get another week to train and recover and get healthy. Hello? Stirring. Wow. Churchillian, that's dare I say. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. I'm hearing beaches. I'm hearing... <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's the, year of the, it's the year of the calf, isn't it? The Nathan year of the calf. Lyon yeah, and yeah. Latrell has its own. Its calf has its own physio now. Did you see the photo of Latrell? I did. Half yeah. time. Terrific. Constant work. Back so in has, has he got his calf back from the US? Uh, it's still damaging. Okay. Yeah. Back in a moment with Fire Up. It's just another attempt to bully and intimidate players. We just get to the table, work through it, get a resolution, and then we can all move on. It was round 22 of the 2023 Round 22 of the 2023 
from Dennis Carnan, Australia's hardest working sports satirist. Dennis is here with us right now. Four part Dennis, harmony makes things feel better. Devil Gate Drive. Ooh. Yes. What was that? Was, no, that was Rubber Bullets by 10cc. Uh, 10cc. How was old it? are you? Okay. Yeah, no, I just had this. <laughs> what is a 12 4 like, or a 12 8 6 8? You know, I, I can never work out which that is. Key change? No, I faked the key you change. Faked the key change. I faked the key change. <laughs> That's why I had a little, the little uh, chromatic run, but came back to the original key. Have any tra- of these bands ever taken issue with you? Uh, no, oh, Ben Tio's the only one who's ever taken issue with the bands. Haven't they? I did have one um, manager call me is a decade ago about a song which I did a political one, and I was thinking, oh, here we go, this is it. I finally, you know, I'm going to have to use Brett Oaten to actually yeah, be my you out of trouble. And um, they were like, yeah, we heard that. We heard it right. It was great. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah, the composer, he really liked it. Oh, okay, this is going to be bad. So no. we're, we're putting an album together of covers of that song. Would you mind if we use the song and we'll give you, you know, the royalties and, and can you come and play at the launch? We've got two launches. Okay. Well, you're so, not hurting the artist, are you? No. No. You're just evaluating Evaluating yeah. and putting it into rugby league, which I think all songs originally were written about. Exactly. Talking about evaluating, uh, this is a very important year. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Michael, I'm sure. Uh, Melbourne celebrating 25 years, and I do remember 1999, as you do, as such a very exciting and golden triumph. Uh, they decided to celebrate their. Oh, hang on a second. Is it three premierships? Or was it five premierships? Well, it's only three, isn't it? If you look on the, if you go to Google, hang if you on, go to Wikipedia, on. if you go to, it'll be so three. the humble the, celebration of no, no, the, the, the Marvel Stadium. There were five statues, premierships, trophy statues. Yeah, well, what's your evaluation of all that, Michael? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a funny one. Look, I can, I can get their um, stance. Look, that there's no doubt Melbourne won the grand final, but in my eyes, they're not the premiers. Um, for everything that that that's went on, hair spitting. <laughs> But, that, but they did win the game. You yeah. can't you can't say they didn't win the game, right? No. But they aren't the premiers. No. So do they deserve to parade yeah, around yeah, yeah. A, a trophy? In, in my eyes, no. Mm. Um, you know, if, but if a- you could load up your team with some extra players because you've rorted the salary cap, and that team got to the grand final and won, isn't there a question mark over that? Well, for sure, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, that's, that's 100%. Yeah, yes. yeah. And otherwise, if you don't strip the premierships from me, well, you just um, blow up the salary cap and have a free-for-all yes. because um, it, it just wouldn't work. So, um, you know, if I'm, imagine you're a long-suffering Parramatta fan sitting there. You're, play, you're about to play Melbourne. And, and, that, was, and that was the night they chose. <laughs> well, I mean, right? some of them were sitting there. <laughs> you know, like, how good? I, I guess... <laughs> that's classic. That's good trolling. I, I guess to get a perspective on this, we need to go to a higher authority on this issue. I think it was purely an in-house thing um, that they were doing for you know the fans and, and the players and particularly the old boys down there at that time. I completely um, understand the way people would say, well, that's wrong, they shouldn't do that, and, and that's fine, that's okay. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people, many, many people wouldn't understand the way we feel about it either. That was from the great villain himself, wasn't it? Cameron Old Smith. Yes. Old Lucifer, yeah. Like, mm. First of all, what really struck me there was he said it was an in-house celebration <laughs> at Marvel Stadium, which I think has got a capacity so of 55,000. Isn't that a public 000. event? <laughs> Where are the Parramatta fans? Can anybody go to that? Well, it's it's fun- was, it, was it broadcast? <laughs> was it broadcast at all? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Well, I've seen <laughs> photos. So. <laughs> there so are photos. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. So, so there, were, there, were, there were five plinths mm. with five trophies. 
Mm-hmm. Standing nearby was Greg Inglis, amongst many others, of course. You know, was the boat there? The boat. Well, we'll, we'll get to what could have been as part of the celebrations, mm. and the boat should have been part of the celebrations. So the 07 and 09 trophies were twenty grand replicas. Twenty five, I heard, Chris. Twenty five grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bumped Each? up the price. Yeah, Each. yeah. They're not- all club does. Every club yeah. does that. Once they win the comp, because the, the NRL trophy is a, is a standalone trophy. It's a perpetual. Yes. Yeah. And you can see, you can tell the difference if anyone wants to spot the difference when they're real and the fake. It's got the plaques with the premiers on it. Right. Yeah. The fakes. And you can see some of them in photo shoots. Yeah. That, that doesn't have the plaque. Yeah. That's the fake one. See? And Voice of Reason. Yeah. Journalist. Breaking right. news. <laughs> didn't, didn't your colleague Buzz Rothfield head down uh, 11 years ago and try and, and reclaim those about that, But I did see it on 360. <laughs> <laughs> I think even he was a little bit embarrassed wow. by it. It was pretty funny. I think it was surprising what else he found down there when he went down to Olympic Park. And so, look, one of my quotes that I read was that uh, you can see Greg Inglis and Dallas Johnson parading the 2009 trophy in particular uh, proved particularly great for Parramatta fans given the Eels lost to the Storm in the grand final that year. Rather than award the trophy to Man in 2007 or Parramatta, the NRL simply placed an asterisk next to those years in the record books. Is that fair? Yeah, I couldn't give the trophy to Manly or Parramatta. What about you, Chris? Well, our colleague Terry Ball is actually on our Facebook page at Fire at Rugby League, posted a picture of the actual trophy, right. which is a replica, but an asterisk covering summons and priority. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> and that, that probably that might spell balances out. out. Yeah. By the way, you're saying Marvel Stadium and open the general public. I, you know how much I'm a huge fan of Billy Slater and some of the pearls of wisdom because he's been pressed in this incredibly momentous time for the Storms about whether he might assume the mantle of coach when mm-hmm. uh, Craig Bellamy goes up to the Dolphins or whatever. And he says, um, he's, he's not really sure because he goes, I really enjoy my role with Channel 9. We have a great team here. I love preparing and giving my opinion to the general public about the game. And as a member of the general public, mm. I just want to thank you, Billy, <laughs> thank you very much for sharing your opinion with us. It's terrific. Grateful, Chris. Uh, they also got stripped of uh, two premierships apart from that, but three minor premierships in a World Cup challenge from 2010 uh, in that particular year. So that's quite a slap in the face, isn't it? But they're going to celebrate them nonetheless. Uh, I don't know what else they did on the night. Were you, were you watching, Dennis? No, I no. wasn't. What night was it? I wasn't even there. Friday. I think Friday. We were, we were in Tamworth. Oh, we were in Tamworth. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, we're yeah. in Tamworth. So why not, I suggest, really celebrate innovation and technology. Like they've pushed the boundaries forward for a many, Celebrate many... things that are more storms. Yeah, more storm-like. Saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and over the years, of course, they've been recognised for introducing wrestling at the highest level uh, with certain so individuals. So, Chris, are you involved in that? You've got your PWA shirt on. Well, I see it as an opportunity. You know, <laughs> so I think it's an opportunity missed. Yeah. Uh, that Because, I mean, you've got... You've got the shopping list there, haven't you, Stephen, of... Well, yes. I mean, let's, let's also talk about there's the grapple. The crusher, the hip drop, the wing nut, the prowler, the chicken wing, the rolling pin, and the head vice with a twist. That's that's all. That's at a, at a quick glance what I found from most people who complained about their tactics over the last decade or so, probably even longer. Well, the wing nut was only used once, wasn't it? Bailey Simonson. <laughs> that was the one on Bailey Simonson. How would you describe how the, how does that work, Michael? They grab him by the ears and you just sort of pull hard, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I couldn't keep up with all those names. We, we, <laughs> and our theory was that. Um, uh, Craig Bellamy at the back of Amy Stadium at the beginning of the year went to the, the entrance to Purgatory, um, which is basically where Cameron Smith hangs out. And Cameron says, "You can't retire yet because we need a perfect ten. They've only got there's only eight uh, forms of the wrestle, and that's why Bellamy's <laughs> continued right. to coach. Is that a is that a fair assessment of what's going on there? Well, yes, absolutely. And also, I found thing: what the hell is the shark bait technique? Anybody? <laughs> 
Anybody? That came up in a reference with no explanation. That's been made up. <laughs> wow. I did love that the, the chicken ring is my all-time favourite where Cam Smith was banned from... The, the, only, the reason they didn't win the, the grand final in between yes. is because Cam Smith was suspended for yep. that game. So they'd, won, they'd beaten Manly, what, 30-0 the year before. They lost to Manly 40-0. So yep. Cam Smith is a 70-point turnaround. Yep. First game of the following season, yep. Cam Smith is penalised by, I think it was Maxwell. So... What did I do, sir? It was a chicken wing. And Cam has deadpanned, what's a chicken wing? <laughs> on record. On record. Yeah. On, on, like, in the And mic. he thought he was the smartest man in rugby league. And, and the referee just started laughing and Cam was just still there, utterly deadpan, having and been suspended for it. Like, see, it he's beautiful. not human. Oh, he's, he's supernatural. And what's not on that list is rubbish on the face. Rubbish, rubbish on the face. On the face. Because because that's that's also, but that's also the wing nut. Oh, is it? So the wing nut oh, was rubbish that, on the face and the same thing. Yeah. What's yeah. the penalty for? Rubbish on the face. Rubbish and it was you. Yeah, and that of course, was Camo. God love you, Camo. This, the, the kickback was that I was just, you know, Sydney journalists or Sydney fans just whinging because we do it better. And everyone says, they do. They get away with it somehow, you know. So if it's within the, the rules of the game, they get away with it. We're suggesting, though, they could celebrate this more and admit and own up. I know they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to face up to it. If you speak out of turn at Melbourne, you're actually isolated. You're put on ice. You're not welcome back anymore. But the celebration could be combining like a cage fight. Some of the Melbourne players... Greats as they are, dressed up as great wrestling entities, Chris. Well, I'd like to see the squared circle rather than the MMA cage, Stephen. That's oh, just you? me. And I actually went down in 2002 for global warning uh, <laughs> in said, well, I think it was Colonial Stadium now, now Marvel Stadium, where the headline match was a three-way barnstormer between Brock Lesnar, Triple H and the Victorious Rock. And here was this opportunity for Melbourne to just take us through all those techniques with their players dressed up as appropriate wrestlers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I'm not a wrestling guy. I remember it from back in the 70s. Was it 60s even, black yeah. and white? Michael, are you a wrestling fan at all? Um, yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know all the names that you just mentioned. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you, so you wouldn't know Mario Milano and... and <laughs> get, okay. yeah, I've heard of it because that's all anyone ever references. <laughs> your vintage and beyond. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got for Nelson. Big Nelson could be uh, come out as the character called Haystacks Calhoun. Well, there's a lot of big men. You could you could go The Undertaker, Kane, The Big Show. Haystacks Calhoun is a bit of a throwback. Okay. But I actually, on reflection, think Nelson uh, Asafa Solomona most resembles Big John Stud. She whiz. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Write your notes, get your pencils out now. Matt Guy, who's one of the nice guys from Melbourne. Well, that would be Ron Miller, who Ron was the good guy back in the day in Dennis's vintage. He right. was the uh, he was one of the only local wrestlers. All these wrestlers that came in during the American. Season, they're all American. Yeah, yeah. You know, Though they may have come from you originally. You know, Killer Cox, Brooke yeah. Bernard, all those people. Well, I've got Noddy, Noddy, Noddy Kamali as a guy called Hornswoggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's Chris James, <laughs> the uh, former referee. Okay. But I guess, I guess they could double up. Okay, all right. Uh, Brandon Smith as uh, King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> because never heard of him. <laughs> King Kong Bundy, who took out Hogan in WrestleMania 2, uh, a, a very square, oblong shaped human yes, being. Right. And I'd love to see Brandon Smith because he wore one of those uh, 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 leotards with just one shoulder strap. And I think what Brandon, a nipple showing, Brandon showing Smith. a bit of shoulder would be terrific. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adam Blair as Killer Kowalski. Cooper yes. Cronk as Leaping Lenny Popo. So Otherwise known as the genius. The genius. So <laughs> we're looking for something cerebral, which we don't find much in professional wrestling. But Leapy Landing Poffo, yeah. who we only sadly lost in the last twelve months, Michael, and I know Very you sad. would have been sad about that. Yeah. He was the brother of Ooh Yeah, Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> 
and he used to come out and read poetry in the ring. And <laughs> it just gets funnier. That is right? Cooper. And, and that is Cooper. I yeah. mean, you've immortalised Cooper in song. And I mean, it's not hard rock. It's not um, power metal. It's ballads, isn't right. it? 100% ballads. Power ballads. Or Jane Jonathan? Austen novels as well. Wow. Okay. Billy Slater. Well, Billy Slater. Cowboy. Uh, Bob Orton. Because stop the presses. <laughs> yeah, you no may way. not be aware of no this. No way. <laughs> Uh, if you, you want to break some news, Michael, you can let everybody in the rugby league well know that Billy Slater was a former track work jockey. No. Yes. All right. Cameron Smith, there's only one role for the him, devil. isn't it? The ref. The ref. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a lot of work, right? Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Munster, Cam Munster, uh, and a guy called Jack Swagger. Right? Jack Swagger. Yeah. Because Munster's got a bit of swagger. And yeah, also, if we call him Jack Swagger after a... Fairly uh, not well credentialed blonde haired American wrestler about 15 years ago. Yeah. Stephen is immortalised in rugby league folklore for when the second time Cam Munster was put in the bin in the 2018 grand final. Fact, right? Fact. P- playing hit the road jack, uh, which actually led and to. Mid game storm protest. Don't ever play that again. <laughs> is it true that Bellamy actually left the coaching box and came round to the DJ <laughs> booth? <laughs> Too many flaws around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fact. Uh, and then, of course, there's Glenn Lazarus. Only one name or one phrase. The brick with eyes, of course. We can't get past you that. You can't give him no. a wrestler name. He, he is doesn't the, even get a mask. He Does he is. cartwheel onto the onto the? <laughs> and onto the, the worst mask? cartwheeler in history. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful the cartwheel. Insult that but way. that's not all, Stephen, is no, it? That is not all. So, beyond all that, we're just suggesting what else could they bring? If they get, bring out all the ex-players and some of the current players as world-famous wrestlers to really celebrate what they've left. the. But we say the technology to keep those players on the field has gone way beyond most uh, normal training techniques, haven't we, Chris? The robot lab, cyborg lab, they've the done con- these... The control chip. The control chip. So you get a general, like a, just a, a journeyman, back rower. Yes, I, they, I would have thought they of, put the chip in the back of his neck and bang, he suddenly becomes a world go. beater. Yeah. I would have thought a video message from Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator style, would have been very appropriate very nice, for the yeah. Melbourne book. Well, remember we struck out, who was the little player for North Queensland that put part of his uh, body into a Petri dish to regrow it? <laughs> and they then put it back on again. It was a Matty Bowen, was it? Matty Bowen. Yeah. Little Matty Bowen. Did they? Yes, they did. And Melbourne saw that and thought, right, we're going to have our own Petri dish laboratory, repair the parts. I mean, the car. Well, the, the monster you mentioned before this year, round one, yep. broken finger, bone sticking out, graphic right. image. And what do you know? He's back two, three weeks later. Well, they've, Park- just, they've just genetically engineered it, fixed it up. Parkville over in Melbourne is the sort of the biotechnology hub of Australia. <laughs> and, I mean, Michael, it's fair to say that people go to Melbourne and suddenly they seem to grow a leg, don't they? I don't venture there too often. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saying that as a yes. And there were, there were actually a few clues that were revealed this week as all the celebrations went on as to names that were posited for the Melbourne mm. Storms as opposed to the Storms, which they, well, they keep forgetting to put the S on the logo. I don't mm. know why. And it does give you some clues. I mean, some of them make sense. The Melbourne Mutiny, you know, that would make sense. The Melbourne Hellfires. So, you know, a bondage <laughs> yeah, and, hellfires, um, bondage and sadomasochism yeah. theme yeah. would have been great. Mavericks, 56ers, referring to the Olympics. Then it gets a little bit different. The Melbourne Exterminators. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like that. The Melbourne Gargoyles, which... I like that even more. Well, Cameron, if you've ever, have you ever had the opportunity to interview Cameron Smith at home? At his house? Yeah. Uh, no. It's, it's like Wayne Manor. <laughs> <laughs> and there are all sorts of gargoyles yeah, and things like that. Yeah. So the Melbourne Gargoyles was in the conversation. And they got a fireman's pole? Yeah, that's true. they got two. Okay. But most importantly, and I don't know why they didn't go with this, the Melbourne Biodynamics. <laughs> the Biodynamics. Mm. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? Sounds like a washing powder. But yes. <laughs> uh, 
it summarises the wonderful contribution to science and genetic engineering that have been delivered by the Melbourne Storms over these past 25 years. But that's not all. It's not all. No, creative accounting, two sets of books. Oh, many is find genius. those genius, genius. Just I can't believe that they needed to have a little bit step further to actually have them hidden yep. rather than yeah, yeah. And, and, and there was only I think because there was also the dual contract affair. Oh yes, and only a couple of players had signed the yes. dual contracts. And there was a lot of talk about some of those entertainment uh, ideas they came up with. The brown paper bags were passed around with cash mm. just to cover up so they could actually allow the players to gain a bit more advantage. Now, let's not forget, though, they could have brought out, talking about the wrestling, the MMA stands for, Chris? Mixed Martial Arts. Yeah, we're talking Guru, about Black Belt, Jiu-Jitsu, John Donoghue, uh, that uh, used to train them up at his Notting Hill Dojo in Melbourne. Yeah. Could have been celebrated. Well, that's that's the wrestling. That's that's, that's where it wrestling. all started. It's 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 kind of kept a little bit uh, yeah. on the ladder. We're suggesting maybe a, a cage fight at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been good. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't the Beer Food and Footy Festival do that? Uh, we actually provide the wrestling entertainment at the uh, Newtown Jets game two weekends ago at the Beer Footy Food Festival. But how'd that go? It went down an absolute... I've seen people un- utterly unrelated to rugby league and fire up posting pictures of that. They've just turned up. They're just inner Westies who've turned up. And they're like, how good's this? Not only is there rugby league, not only is there craft beer and beards, there is wrestling. Oh, we're a movement. We're coming back, baby. But that's another story. But I would have thought uh, in, in parade style. Yes. Right. One thing that was really missed out in the, on last uh, Friday night at Marvel yeah. Stadium, you would have thought a parade with speedboats and speed cars, boats, caravans, yes. famous yeah, speedboats, the, the booties. You remember this, Michael? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. How, how does it? You much closer than we are, Michael. That. Dark period of the storm's history. Yeah, I was. Are, are they well distanced from it now? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's. It's a long time ago now, and um, the old administration sort of has gone, and yes. uh, they've cleaned up the joint. Um, I think they're more the, the criticism around the storm is more around their on-field techniques rather than the off-field stuff yeah. now. Yeah, and where, what do you, where what do you is put Brian this Waldron? <laughs> chief Rat, the Chief Rat identified John Hardigan identified him as Chief Rat. Mm. But is that what, right? Yes. Yeah. Why are they so successful? Do you think? Um, well, they had the best players for, for a very long time in the in the most important positions, and um, and what they've done so well, Melbourne, is that they've come up with players to replace those greats, yeah. and they haven't mm. stood still and, and allowed um, to to reflect on those great times. You see some some great sides get burned when when those players fall off a cliff. They haven't allowed that, and and Craig Bellamy's only got one, two, who knows, every year's going to retire, right? I might have five years left. But yeah, right. mm-hmm. the next coach that that inherits that squad is in, a, is in a much better state. Not often do you see a guy leave after 20 years and the squad's still really good. No one has a better long-term squad than Melbourne, I think. Even, like, not discounting the work that Penrith have done and, and the squad that they've assembled, but they're one, six, seven, nine, and Melbourne are locked in long-term. And do they fail when they leave... Not all of them. Some no, of them. Cooper Cronk got through a grand final with one arm. We know that. Mm. You know, Brandon Smith's failing now. Yeah, he is. Greg mm. Inglis still maintained. Still maintained. You know, yeah. I think the, the Fox. He's gone off a little bit yeah. this year. Okay. You know? Adam Blair wasn't too good. For Adam us. Blair so, was not a great. Which is maybe what you could do. <laughs> That's another missed opportunity. That cage fight at halftime could have involved Brett Stewart and Adam Blair yes. <laughs> to celebrate the Battle of Brookvale. Uh, Bellamy's two techniques of retiring. So he's still there. But I tell you, who wasn't there? On Friday to celebrate, oh, yes. up in at the Artaman Studios, with just a little tear coming out of eyes. Of course, was Cooper Cronk. He wasn't and there. No, because uh, he had to the, work. The, he said uh, the great spit still exists. Well, it? It, it, it certainly yeah. it upsets me. It yeah. really does. Yeah, that, yeah. You know. Do you like uh, halftime entertainment, Michael? 
generally speaking, would you say there's been great stuff at the grand finals, state of origin, etc.? I mean, you know, hmm. no, <laughs> not of your, not your ilk. Macklemore was good. Macklemore, yes. there you go. What about when Slash played? No, and it was just him. <laughs> like they couldn't spring for the rest of uh, no. uh, Miles Kennedy and the conspirators or whatever because the Gunners weren't active at the time. So here's a good idea: we'll get Slash out and he'll play to a backing tape. Yeah, that yeah. was great. And of course, I think Train played that weekend. Yes. And have a guess what song they played. Drops of Jupiter. Fried Friday Chicken. Yeah, that was good. Did you see that one? No? Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I'm off. thinking half time, or even through the whole game, um, you have a jumping castle and uh, an all in brawl for the kiddies. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think they'd sure. go for that, right? Uh, get Big Nelson, and you can have a, a cheap whack at him if you can catch his head. <laughs> what about Stephen has a theory, Michael, that uh, Nelson suffers from olive should be banned from the game because he's, he's too, big. too big. Pure and simple. <laughs> he's they, big. They do that in netball and. You know, basketball, do, what? boxing, international net, netball. <laughs> What's that? I think they might do it in junior netball. Oh, do they? I don't think they do. I it think like, weight and size coming into that. Is, is it the Opals? <laughs> I, I might have mentioned this before. <laughs> I don't think, no, come on, back up here. In the Philippines, if you can again remember back to the early nineties, Dwayne McLean, who played for the Sydney Kings, he played in the Philippine National League, and there was a height restriction. Yes. If you were taller than six foot six, you could not play in the Philippines. Yeah, just not League. right. It's not fair. Yeah. Coming from a little black. <laughs> uh, what, what about a show bag? You get a show bag when you enter in, right? And you get a cowbell. Right, in the show bag, right? Yep. Uh, you get a biology kit, you know, that helps your... I Experimental guess, genetic lab. Exactly. Kind of like some sea monkeys or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have a sulphur fire in the middle of the ground. You bring your own sulphur, add to it, you know, and then out walks through the sulphur, Cameron Smith. Does he just appear immaculately? I think so. He just yeah, uses- so there's enough time because yeah. they haven't done this properly, have they? And I would like to see Angus Young come down with a flamethrower and destroy anybody playing any ACDC songs in Melbourne. That's a personal thing. I don't know. I don't think they got they've the right. Because they've got a lane, haven't they've they? They've got a lane down That's there. That's ridiculous. They've got a lane because they've moved down there for a brief period. I mean, they grew up they in did, Burwood, for God's they sake. They did do the film clip for Long Way to the Top. Oh, that makes them Melbourne. But no, but that, that, that's <laughs> one clip. Yeah. That's, they're worse than Queensland. They're claiming that. They've got a lane. Oh, dear. Why, but that's the thing is, why, why isn't there a lane here? Well, exactly. And a Why statue. Why are lane in Burwood? Like, you can see Angus's house. It's on a big street, but there's nothing there. Where's there are the campaigns afoot, Dennis. I'll tell you about it off here. There should be. Yes. Fire up here, Michael Carianis. We're really dragging you through the mud here. I apologise for this, but we have done our research. And this was the theme song, Had the Melbourne Gargoyles Been a Thing. Hello, everyone. H.G. Nelson here. And look, uh, you know, I can't, I, I'm talking to people who have just lobbed into Sydney and they noticed the game called Rugby League. If you want a real education in Rugby League, listen to Fire Up. Chris and, uh, you know, Stephen are just world experts on Australian Rugby League. Uh, I can't do better than that. The only person I compare him to is Alan Jones. Gargoyles was the song, and it wasn't written by Dennis Carnahan, in case any of you idiots think so. Uh, our guest, Michael Carianis, Dennis Carnahan, great job, Dennis, with that previous song that we heard. 
Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, look, ever since Paul Gallon, they needed some grit in Cronulla. And gee whiz, I'm really, really loving Cronulla's position right now, getting flogged most of the time. Um, Fitzy, how's it feel? You know, you thought you were one of the new wonders of the world. Not so. It's tougher than you think. Uh, but Cameron McInnes, ex-Dragon, not the prettiest man in rugby league. It's copped a few... Uh, Hey, I don't think that's a matter of opinion. It's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> okay, I'm well, sure if he was still at the Dragons, you'll say he's the prettiest man in rugby. I never thought that. <laughs> Toothless wonder, but he's a hardworking man. How hard is he, Chris? The stats are out. Well, this is a matter of some conjecture, and again, Michael, you possibly could help in this regard because he's broken the consensus is the most number of tackles in an NRL game. Mm. But I saw in the Telegraph this morning the figure of 78. Yeah. I've seen 81, mm. 83, and 84. In Slippery. One, in one poll, Michael, Michael Luck, which is a name very f- uh, fondly regarded here, <laughs> was second in 78, but he was about number six on your list. How do we get uh, an international statistical standard into rugby league tackle counts? We need an independent mediator. Ah. <laughs> what about mediator? We need a Michael Carriatis. That's come what we in need. Sit there and, and watch it, and, and that's five not, of us. That's not a tackle. Yes. <laughs> Just David Middleton. Do that. Uh, Fox have their own Fox Sports lab. Right. Um, the that, lab. That, the lab, it's yeah. called. Uh, yeah. Aaron Wallace head, headlines that and he's yeah. a, a freak. So, um, And then, you know, I think... He's a tumour or something, doesn't he? Somewhere like that. Isn't, is the lab actually secretly named the Craig Bellamy Fox Sports lab? Which, <laughs> do you remember that briefly when they crossed to Bellamy during games and it looked like in he was in, in witness protection or something like that? He was in some sort of anonymous room. I really missed that in, yeah, that was in great. the coverage. But... Do you, do you reckon there are kiddies who just love just the tacklers? That's all they follow? Well, they do because of fantasy football. I think there'd be yeah. some yeah. Um, yeah. that are really in, oh, I am, like into, into your stats and your tackle counts and that yeah. sort of stuff because of fantasy. How has that affected your enjoyment of the game, fantasy football? It keeps me... Well, I can't... Because I work, I'm supposed to be interested in every game. But if, if I've got some players, it gives me a heightened interest in games. I think it's a great sell for um, people to um, enjoy games that their team's not playing. Uh, we had yeah. Mary Constantopoulos, Mary Kay, on the show earlier this year. She won Super League one year, Super Coach one year. Nice. That's quite an achievement. It is. It is. And um, I've got into the NFL because of fantasy. You yeah, know, right. like, so it's it's. I think it does help um, with introduction at, at the base level, and um, aside from that, a, an awareness of lots of players. Michael, I'm sorry. Can I bring you back to reality? The Dragons mm. trying to avoid the spoon for the first time in many many years. Yeah. Uh, the it's situation on the weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit indulgently here. Casey Badger, there was a try. We thought it was a try. On, on Phil Ref said no try. Send it up. Casey has this whole dialogue that we all could hear. And it was like she was trying to determine whether the ball was on the ground before the line or whether it was on the ground over the line, in which case it would have been a try and there would have been sufficient evidence to overturn the on-field decision. She couldn't see a particular frame where she could be sure. The pl- this is the analogy, right? On it goes. Everyone went, you beauty. She's over the line and she's, and, sorry, he's over the line and he's grounded. Then she goes, unfortunately, it's no try. Yeah. <laughs> well, where are you on the bunker? It's a necessary evil now. I, think, I don't think there's a way to erode what um, has happened in the game now. I'd... I think they, they've got it right in a sense when they went uh, a couple of years ago when they started awarding decisions on the field, mm-hmm. uh, the referee, and then taking that time as, as the goal kicker lined up to kick him to, to work out if they need to stop. And uh, I like that process a lot more than what we had a couple of years ago where everything was getting sent up, even for the most basic thing, and it really lost the momentum and flow and excitement in the game. That was the, that was the thing. Players stopped celebrating tries yes. because they're like, oh, it's going to go it's up. Gonna go up anyway. so it's it's yeah. sort of It was a bit of a killjoy. So... Yeah. 
I think the balance is where it's at at the moment. I don't see us scaling it back. Yeah. Both uh, swimming recently in Japan and the soccer recently in Sydney and Melbourne, etc., cetera, uh, have used this line of attack. Yeah. A computer-driven line to say, yes, you're on site, or yes, you've won by, or you've beaten the world record. Why can't rugby league do that? That's been there for years. The, the, the swimming has had that world I record know. line for years. And, and I it's know. a pretty simple fact to get a, one camera that's geo-locked to, yes, that, yes. to that thing and that, why they can't do it. And I actually put this to a former head of referees. Did you? And I said Cameron to him, Smith. No, that before, even before Cameron <laughs> before was head right, of okay. referees, <laughs> to Bill Harrigan, I said, why don't you... The technology exists. Nine has a technology... Call it the Harrigan line. Yeah, yeah. The, the ball <laughs> has crossed the Harrigan line, and that that line moves. It's the vector of the player running with the ball, right. such that he has to pass it backwards of his vector or her vector now, <laughs> not over the ground. Okay. So <laughs> that vector would be displayed as the Harrigan line. And Bill Harrigan was like, "I love it. I love, I it. love it." Basically, you've got to put sensors on every player's hands, right, to work out no, what direction to go. That's how I feel it should. No, be. you just have a line, a line that goes with them, because the classic forward pass is someone who's running gets tackled, passes the ball, and then it goes forward of their position. Yes. If they hadn't been tackled, if they'd kept going, it would have gone backwards against them, not yes. the ground, against them, because it's, rel- it's all relativity. No, we're not against a chip, though, are we? <laughs> In a human being. Which is too expensive. The chip on the ball is too expensive. I want to come to the, they've f- tried it. the fallout of the, uh, the no try in a moment, but just quickly go back to Cam McInnes. Did you hear what day he had the next day? Sounded a hurt. So he was, the adrenaline <laughs> yeah. was flowing. He watched a bit of cricket. He got to bed at 4.30. Traditionally, he can't sleep well, yeah. right? His stomach was churning. He couldn't churning, eat. Yeah. Had to get up and take the kids to Taronga <laughs> yeah, Zoo. Yeah. And, which Because he kept the promise. Yeah. And the thing that they hadn't budgeted for in the McInnes family is they started at the car park and they worked their way down. Yes. You know, and, of and- course... You then get the Sky Car back up to the car park. That's been closed down. Right. right. And the McGinnis family. It's like most of Sydney, isn't it? I think he said the next time we'll go to Westerns Plains Zoo because it's flash. Yeah, right. By the way, you know if um, McGinnis, whatever tackles were, you know he topped the tackle count last week. You know who was the last in the tackle count last week? Ooh. No? Brandon Smith? No, referee Joey Atkins, who only had one tackle <laughs> on Tyson Smoothie, my current favourite men's name at the moment. <laughs> Matching my favourite new women's name, which is Mona Lisa Soliola. Is that real, that Chris? I love that is name. Is that real? She's it's like Brandon Best, right? It's just absolutely magnificent. But obviously, Stephen and Michael, and I'm a West Tigers fan. I've suffered a lot. You yeah. guys are suffering. And your interim coach, and it's always is a Ryan Webb or Ryan Carr. It is, of course, Ryan Carr. And he wanted to make an apology. Me seeking clarification doesn't help our fans and our members and our players and their families. Like, the game's gone now. So I'll get clarification. I'll seek it. They'll give it to me. Yeah, we were wrong. Well, it doesn't help us. You know, like, there's a lot of people putting a lot of time at our club into trying to find a win for our fans and our members and just themselves. And then for it to come down to that, like the clarification doesn't help me. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help the boys. I'm sitting in there talking to the team after the game. And I can't give them, give them an explanation. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I feel so sorry for my players. I feel sorry for the fans who have to watch the game. I feel sorry for fans of rugby league in general. It's not quite Ricky Stewart or twos, <laughs> is it? Oh, he's, I believe actually that was the 2017. I'm trying to think what round it was that he's quoted Ricky in there. That's a straight up. That Ricky, is except straight. he left out a le- <clears throat> yeah. uh, and the, in regards to. Uh, is he right he, though? He also left out the whole bit about. I also feel for the referees yeah. because yeah. of the pressure they're under. That's <laughs> a problem with the game. I, I think the Manly fans were good with it. But is it right? I mean, Michael, if. The coach goes and seeks clarification. Do you take that home to your family? Surely it makes your family feel a little bit better. How's your dad feel about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the story and you put it on the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to bring back benefit of the doubt. I reckon that was one of those winning options that they dumped and they should bring back. 
insufficient it was, evidence is sort of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. If it looks good enough, smells good enough, give it away. Give yeah. it a try. It was tough for referee Butler, though, because he seemed to be directly behind the play. So I think when you can't see it, you probably feel obligated to go no try. Yeah. But that does then set in a particular position. It's a little bit like when you do the, the DRS in, in cricket, isn't it? Depending on what the umpire said. Mm. Right, I want to throw it open now. There's been some great games of footy. Uh, it? If it's not your own team, I thought Penrith, Brisbane... Were great on the weekend. Did you watch those? Yep, we were yeah. out at Penrith. No, I wasn't. oh, you weren't. Oh, you you soft it the next day. Yes, I was out at Penrith after Tamworth. Yeah, um, Penrith that. are outstanding. Outstanding, and Brisbane. I mean, you know, Adam Reynolds. Ha ha ha! How good's he? He's going good. He's, yeah. It was interesting comments from Jason Demetrio after the game on, on on Saturday night, where he basically said um, that he thought that Lockie Elias is going to be the best halfback that mm. South Sydney's had in a uh. long time. Is that right? <laughs> mm, cheeky little dig. Yeah, cheeky Love little dig. He didn't right. say gonna be. He said he is. He will be. He said no. He's not now. He will be. Come on, don't take people out of context, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, so column two columns this weekend. One said all the teams with the youngest players, roughly under twenty three, were the winning teams at the moment. But they were all led around the park by men who were basically thirty three years old, except DCE, who just turned thirty four. So Sean Johnson, Gee, Nathan uh, Cleary's older than I thought. Who? Nathan Cleary is older than I thought. Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm not sure how how was Nathan Cleary. 27. No, no. He's younger than that. He's just a child. He's like 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll put him in the young pack then. Ben Hunt, Adam Reynolds, DCE, Sean Johnson. You didn't win. Mm. You just mentioned Ben Hunt. You didn't win. I, who, who's doing your? The Fox Sports Lab is not giving you your research. I can tell you that. Okay, Double check them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, thank you very much for coming today. Pleasure, guys. Thank you. And uh, good luck with the Dragons. And, and and Michael, can we wish you luck in the very many roles that you continue <laughs> to perform? And given we are at the business pointy end of the season, August is important for teams coming fifth through eleventh. Who are your grand finalists? I'm going to say uh, Penrith South. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Penrith Brisbane would be good. Mm. Mm, Thanks, Dennis. But I'll be cheering the Warriors. Am I allowed to cheer for someone? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because we've got to thank the Warriors for their sacrifice, which was staying in luxury resorts away from their wives and girlfriends <laughs> for months on end. What an incredible sacrifice Your it was. Your service is recognised. Absolutely. And what about you, Dennis? Who are you going to pick for the grand final? Uh, Raiders, Warriors. <laughs> and well, the Raiders. And we the do Raiders try to be a comedy get, show. And at that point... He's going to get Johnson's going to get the field goal with a minute to go yeah. to put the sto- to put the, the storm the Warriors ahead. Yeah, Raiders will score a try off the final play of the game. That's we're going to hold. And they won't that. need the goal by Jared. They'll just they'll just win. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. Thanks. Sir. Another episode of Fire Up out of the way. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!